Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us Saurabh Bansal who has done his MBA from Exelarai Jamshedpur and now the lead human resource business partner at DXC Technology. Welcome to the podcast Saurabh. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? I am doing well Riddhi. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's pleasure having you here Saurabh. So just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Sure, sure, Riddhi. I'll start with the personal introduction. So I hail from NCR, and I've been settled in Gurgaon for the last five years. I'm passionate about health and fitness, technology, and learning. Uh, in terms of health and fitness, I've been doing CrossFit regularly for the past six years. I'm an avid podcast listener, and I listen to nearly three to four hours of content every day. And technology is something that has always fascinated me, right from doing some casual coding myself to this day. to all the work that i have been able to do in the hr digitalization field i love food and i love to cook and when i say cooking it's the intricate skill of casting the right video on my tv that i can show to my cook so that she can cook the right meal for me right okay. and most of all uh, i'm a father to a 3 year old he is a naughty bundle of cuteness and he keeps me on my toes on the professional side uh, i've spent nearly 10 years in hr across different sectors and different roles from hr business partnering to talent management learning and development employee engagement rewards shared services and hr digitalization currently i am with dxc working as a lead hr business partner for one of their service lines well it's certainly very exciting you have worked across really in different hr domains and it's hugely impressive like what you have already achieved so that's great to know and talking about your position like you have mentioned Uh, you are human resource business partner lead, and you as also HR professional. I think for every HR professionals, and not for HR professional only, but for all other professionals as well. I think staying informed about the latest trends is very important because it somewhere ensures that their organizations remain competitive and compliant with industry standards. So, like, what is your strategy on this? How do you ensure to stay up to date with the latest trends and practices in HR? and what resources do you rely on to stay informed like completely agree and you know if i may just broader broaden your question an effective hr leader according to me needs to know not just about hr but what's happening in the business and the larger economy and hence i make sure to skim through business and financial news on a daily basis and especially related to the sector that i work in we also get a lot of updates through our internal company channels which are very useful to understand what's happening in the sector for us and for the competition i get a lot of my news from twitter and linkedin where i subscribe to a lot of hr influencers as well most of all in all these years i've managed to stay in touch with some of my batchmates and also leaders and peers in the industry and whenever we connect we share notes on what's new in terms of podcasts i've been listening to josh burson mckinsey talks talent and i've recently come across this particular podcast by springworks as well and i found it very informative especially in getting perspectives from indian leaders that's great to know that's really great to know and of course like as 
the world evolves, businesses and employees will need to stay agile and adapt the new challenges and opportunities. So, you know, talking about challenges, even you have worked in a team and of course, you have the opportunity to connect with great talent and high performance team and must have handled large employee base somewhere in your time. So at some point, I think it's really challenging to manage everything. So can you share some of the examples of a particular challenging HR issues you have faced and how you addressed it? Sure, sure. So, you know, I'll I'll share some context of this example relates to my previous organization, Ecom Express, right? And okay. Ecom Express is a e-commerce logistics company. And uh, what they do basically is that if you order a shipment from any of the portals like Amazon, Flipkart, Mintra, all of which are our customers, then uh, the end-to-end logistics of that parcel, uh, right from pickup from the client warehouse to delivering it to the end customer, is something that Ecom Express does, right? And we had a workforce of approximately 60,000 employees, out of which around 30,000 30, of these were, you know, uh, these delivery partners that were spread across 3,000 locations in India, right? Okay. And as, as I was leading the corporate HR there, learning and development was also part of my portfolio. And LMS had recently come online for us and content delivery was now happening on auto. In fact, our content team had done a f- fabulous job and our LMS was actually delivering content in nine languages. So being really close to the business and really making it easy for the riders to understand. However, then uh, the challenge from the business was that now that content delivery is taken care of, how can we take L&D partnership to the next level? Okay. As I said that we have these 30,000 riders across the country in 3,000 locations. And we have issues like customer satisfaction scores. Right. So whenever... A delivery partner delivers a shipment to you. I'm sure you would have noticed that you get an SMS and they push you to really click on that link and give a feedback, right? So that on the back end goes to provide the customer satisfaction score. Then obviously there is the important metric of productivity. And then in this sector, you always face issues on absenteeism and attrition. So as an L&D team, how can we support the business and improve on these business outcomes? This was the challenge. And what we did was that we tweaked our operating model in L&D. So we had a structure of having a national training lead, regional training leads, and then on-ground trainers. We strengthened our on-ground training framework and we requisitioned them as CECs. CECs stand for customer experience coaches. So we redefined their role where these customer experience coaches were drawn from experienced people in the field who are now, now become trainers. And their role and their only role was actually to call up people all day and provide them real-time coaching and support. Mm-hmm. And how did the CECs know where the problem areas are? This is where we did some serious number crunching. We worked with the business analytics team and we developed a dashboard that helps help the regional training leads shortlist 100 delivery centers every week where the problem areas were. And then the regional training leads would use these to devise weekly action plan for their customer experience coaches. So basically through data, uh, we were able to make our L&D team deliver and be more responsive to the business needs. In terms of results, the numbers spoke for themselves and we had a significant sustained increase in all the parameters. But as an HR professional, you know, when the business asks for more, this is when you feel that you've really made an impact and business actually wanted to increase the headcount of CCs and give from their own headcount. That's what really feels that you have made an impact. What I really like about this example is through the introduction of technology by leveraging data, we were able to raise the profile of the LND team and deliver higher value to our business. That's really great to know. I think definitely, yeah, you have mentioned about different challenges and the challenges 
you have faced and how it is solved through data and analytics i think it's really amazing to know and also like according to me i think one particular challenging hr issues nowadays many organization is facing is managing a diverse workforce so every organization is prioritizing the practices that promotes you know diversity equity and inclusion in the workplace which is dei so can you share your own experience on how you made a significant impact on dni sure sure and you know when it comes to diversity i think that the most important thing is that to remember is that diversity cannot be just a good to do thing but it has to be directly linked to the business and there has to be a strong business case mm-hmm. so in my in my previous organization ecom express our founders very strongly believed in diversity and we they believed that if we are able to improve diversity it will have a direct impact on the business and the way that we did it was that to create that buying while the founders were already bought in it was important to create a success story to demonstrate that this really works and how it impacts the business so we chose one of our warehouses india one which is the largest warehouse in india and uh, we said we took up a task of introducing more diversity there in that warehouse we added around 250 females in the day shift and we have we as we expected it had a dramatic impact on all key business problems that we face so in this industry you face a lot of issues of theft and filtrage in the warehouse uh, you face a lot of absenteeism and you face a lot of attrition with the introduction of females there was a dramatic impact where discipline on the floor improved absenteeism reduced and theft and filtrage was act- almost vanished and this was something this success story really spread across like wildfire in the country and we never looked back we had already put in a lot of inclusion initiatives to strengthen our diversity uh, game right and we started from basics in, in in terms of ensuring basic infrastructure at all our warehouses so things like uh, we codified you know things like female warehouse female washrooms or proper lighting we made a checklist and we were carrying out quarterly audits for all our locations and ensuring that these things are in place before we introduce diversity so that we do not so that our female employees are completely at peace and can, can have all the kinds of convenience that we want we even provided free sanitary napkins to females at all our facilities we trained all our hiring managers on unconscious bias we did gender sensitization workshops for all the employees we introduced a self defense training an internal self defense training module called shakti which covered 100% of female employees we even introduced a 24/7 helpline for female employees known as saheli and and starting from that small experiment in bilaspur i think the results were very dramatic within 6 months we doubled our female headcount overall we added approximately 1400 females the bilaspur cluster itself grew to more than 400 females right and we created a bind and such a strong business case that everybody all everywhere leaders were convinced that 50% of the day shift has to be females and we also uh, worked with the authorities to get permission for the night shift as you know that in india you need to get permission from the government to do to add women to the night shift right and we piloted the night shift in one of our warehouses in maharashtra and now that exper- experiment is now being replicated across okay. even on the delivery side we we pioneered with all women dcs called pink dcs and by the time i was there uh, we already had four all women dcs in the country and you know something that that is very close to my heart is that these pink dcs actually had the highest score in terms of the par- in terms of the productivity parameters in the dc scorecard so ultimately when it comes to diversity for any organization one is that you need 
a very strong business case and the other is that you need unwavering leadership commitment definitely i think the initiatives you have mentioned uh, regarding the women's i think that should be replicated by other organization as well because it's something really great to know and of course overall managing a diverse workforce i think it's requires an ongoing effort and attention for hr and the organization as a whole and like with this changing workforce demographics and shifting societal attitudes towards work the future of work is definitely going to be shaped so you know looking at the future of work how do you think the ways of working will evolve like to succeed in this evolving landscape what organizations and hr teams can do okay very relevant question i think in the last 3 years uh, something that we have realized is hybrid is here to stay yes <laughs> covid really busted a lot of myths uh, one of the most important ones being that collaboration is not possible in a virtual operating model i think look at you and me we are collaborating right now right? yeah but that being said uh, naysayers remain and that's why you see companies coming back and this is when it is surprising because most of the employees if you ask them they prefer work from home right? mm-hmm. because it helps them balance their personal and professional priorities mm-hmm. a lot more i would say to each his own remote working is not just providing employees with a laptop and vc software it is a complete culture change and it is not everybody's cup of tea the leadership has to believe in it and then only it can succeed you know most companies you see have been wishy washy about the whole work from home thing and it is only when leaders are clear that they can provide that kind of clarity to employees so dxc for example very early in covid Nachiket, our MD, and Loki, our CHRO, were very clear, and they they provided absolute clarity to our employees that we are a virtual first company. We don't want employees to come to office unless absolutely necessary. And in these three years, virtual has become a way of life for us, and it the impact has been dramatic. Uh, it has helped us tap a very different talent pool. Earlier, our workforce was residing in. just five to six cities and now our employees reside in more than 25 to 30 cities many of our employees come from tier 2 towns work from home allows them to balance their personal and professional responsibilities and especially it has been very good for our diversity and our diversity has increased dramatically and we have taken an aggressive target to hit 40% by 2024 and we are confident that we'll actually achieve it in 2023 itself now how did we do it to put it simply we embraced virtual working we created platforms for connect at all levels from organization to manager level and these were all formal as well as informal platforms we innovated and we found ways of doing everything virtually our annual celebration utsav happens 100% virtually and we have all 50000 of employees joining from all their locations and having a gala time oh, wow same same thing happens with our department level all hand meets and then we even have sub department level all hand meets we even do our female high potential program which is which is she leads which recently won the brandon hall hcm excellence award it's this is a award winning program that is done 100% virtually right so when when you when you when you are willing to work for it you can always find a way as an as a technology focused organization we leverage technology in a big way where we have deployed world class query resolution systems for it and hr queries and where our employees can get their queries answered through ai and through live chats within a matter of minutes and most of all i think in a virtual setup it becomes even all the more important to empower and educate your managers so we have worked a lot on manager enablement through our ignite program 
I think that was some great point brought up by you. Like by staying ahead of the curve and adapting the changing nature of work, I think the uh, HR teams and organization can position themselves for success in the future of work. So that was some great points. So yeah, this almost brings us to the end of our podcast. But before we go, like, I just wanted to ask you, like, what advice do you have for individuals who are interested in pursuing a career in HR and what skills or experience would you recommend that they can focus on developing? So I'll take the question in two parts. One is people who are wanting to get into HR, what kind of education and skill sets that they should acquire? And then once you've landed your job, what are the things that you should focus on? Yeah. I think this is a very great time to get into HR and you the young professionals have a lot of options to choose from, from doing an MBA in HR from any of the institutes that are there to even doing a graduation or a post-graduation on the psychology side. These are all great options that can really set up your career in HR. When it comes to certifications, if you have already done your main qualification, as I mentioned, it would be good to look at certifications from a learning perspective, but be aware that these may or may not be a recruitment criteria. So it is important to do your research before you really invest. And till the time you have landed up a full-time role, internships help a lot in gaining practical experience and building your CV. And this is something that I especially recommend to people, even when they are pursuing their MBA, while your institute will help you do one summer internship, but nothing stops you from doing more virtual internships at there are enough and more opportunities that are there on portals like Internshala. And, uh, you know, you can explore them and really beef up your CV and make it impossible, I would say, for the recruiters to ignore once they visit the campus. As an HR professional, I would say whenever you are evaluating a role, it is important to think about what you want to do. I always look at two parameters. You know, is the organization good and is the role falling in my interest area? Ideally, at least one of these parameters should be getting fulfilled. Right. If not both. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how to figure out if an organization is good. It doesn't matter if it is a large or a small organization. It doesn't matter if it's an MNC or an Indian setup. I think that if you go on LinkedIn and if you see the profiles of the people that are part of the company and if people are staying there for years and years, the company is doing something right. And I would always want people to associate with companies where you know, nobody, nobody joins a company to leave the company in one year or two years. They always join to be associated for several years and have a fulfilling career. So this is one tip that I would share on how to find out which is a great company to work for. Once you've landed a job, I would say that one of the things that HR professionals should always have is a drive for excellence. Okay. And this is how you build your credibility. Don't always just jump into execution. Always ask why. Always do your own research. And... It doesn't matter at, at some point of time what role you have initially got, but most organizations and most HR teams, if you raise your hand, you will get enough and more opportunities to get the kind of exposure that you want and craft your career and find your niche. So that is the advice that I would have for the young That's That's great. And that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure there's a lot of takeaway from the content you have shared today. So uh, thank you for sharing this. And this brings us to the end of our conversation, Saurav. Uh, but before we leave, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? So I'm I'm quite active on LinkedIn and uh, I would be happy if people approach me on LinkedIn. I, I in fact, love uh, interacting with youngsters and mentoring youngsters. So look forward to those more of those opportunities. Thank you. Thank you so much, Saurav. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ruby.